You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And welcome to episode 46 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me as always are Suze Gilbert. Hi, everyone. And Vicki Stokes. Hey. Is everyone doing well today? Very well, thank yep. you. Good. And the dogs are doing well, too. Yeah, they're a little cold because they have no hair. Oh, poor dogs. <laughs> what kind of dogs are they again? Pomeranians. And you cut off their hair? They were mad at and my sister, Aww. my sister normally does their hair and, well, sort of on the outs of each other. So uh, um, <laughs> she doesn't do it anymore. And I tried to do it and I messed it up. I should have cut the little, oh, brushed out the little mats before I washed them. I made it worse. And I had to do a line cut. Fortunately, it's still sort of warm here. Yeah. Um, but they I learned not to color. I, hmm? I learned not to color my hair. When I put henna in it once, mm. and it turned it turned fluorescent pink, and I had to go into work at the hospital because yeah, it was Labor you, you Day. Yeah, you have to next. And you have to put another color on top of it. You can't. No place would strip me. I had to no, strip no, my, my own after hair. You do the henna. You got to mix a little bit of henna with a tint, and then put it in your hair. Well, well where were you twenty years ago when I needed you, Vicky? <laughs> I love t- henna. It's very good for your hair. Yeah. <laughs> Some sister you are, Vicky. I'm sorry. <laughs> So I've never touched my hair since, and I didn't. I, my boys won't let me touch their hair, and I didn't touch the gir- my dog's yeah, hair. So I'm I'm forbidden to touch the anyone's process hair. process is very mm-hmm. long. I, don't, I I like doing it, but it just takes too long. It's two days for me to do it because I leave it in yeah. all night because I want my hair to be jet black. So I leave it in overnight, wrap it with some saran wrap around my head, and put the uh, all kinds of of uh, shower caps over my head so I don't get on my bed and sleep on the towel. And then the next morning, I rinse it out, and then I put uh, some henna with something like indigo, and which is going to be jet black when you mix it together, and put it on my hair for another two, three hours, and my hair comes out jet black. Without any of that red stuff, you know, or tinting. You know, you went pink, my hair would be like brick red. So, wow. it's a long process, but it's good for your hair, though. It's conditioning and everything. And more natural than putting it uh, than the other dyes. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought because my hair was auburn at the time. Yeah. And I thought, well, just put some henna in it mm-hmm. and it turned fluorescent purple. And the, I was working cardiology at the time. And I'll never forget one of the physicians came in and his eyes bugged out of his head. Because <laughs> it was under the, fluores- under the fluorescent lights, it was pink. It was neon pink. <laughs> And I said, I, I had a mistake. I had an accident. He said, I'll say you had an accident. <laughs> yeah, I know. I won't do that again. It's a new disease. It's, a new disease. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time I've ever had pink hair. Oh, wow. It's hip now. I kind of look like... <laughs> yeah, it's hip now. I kind of look like that luge. You know, what is it? Katie Eldridge? She's got like two... She's got maroon in the back and a bright red on the on the top of her hair. The... The, the United States uh, luge, mm-hmm. or she's skeleton. I don't know if she's skeleton or luge, but anyway, or, or, she's or from like Texas, the, uh, I believe. Kelly uh, Osborne with her purple hair. She old ladies used to twist their hair like that. So it reminds me of uh, makes her look old to me. 
Um, I don't like it. Purple. Yeah. Yeah. You know the blue hair ladies, ladies, we used to rest the, their gray, uh, make it blue. Oh, that was my grandmother back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the orthopedic shoes, the long exactly. line bra, and the blue hair. And they would come out of the <laughs> nice. with the blue hair. <laughs> yeah. It was like a ritual. Saturdays you go to, we had this, this little cafeteria uh, restaurants, and uh, they have really good food. So people will go there, and you see the blue ladies. <laughs> you know what we call them? <laughs> the blue ladies. <laughs> So today we wanted to continue our discussion from the last episode about online learning because there's just so much out there. And one of the things that you can learn online, if you'd like, are foreign languages. And for example, you can learn French, totally free, at a website called called FrenchTutorial.com. And you can go there and it covers uh, step-by-step basics, pronunciation, grammar, vocabulary, and everyday French. And it also has audio support so that you can listen to how a word is pronounced. And it's got a table of contents and a table of contents and an index for faster searching so that you can, you know, if you're just looking for something specific, you can go right there and find it. There's also learning Chinese. If you'd like to learn Chinese, (laughs) you can go to Chinese-tools.com. Learned Mandarin Chinese. It says in 10 minutes a day, you can learn to speak Chinese. And they've got reading and writing Chinese. They have audio files, so you can listen to the pronunciation. You can learn how it is written. They have phonetics, numbers, names, uh, cities, year, month, and date, uh, daily necessities, learning how to order off of a menu. And when you go to the restaurant, they have different uh, address and phone number, asking directions, changing money. So there's lots of different uh, lessons they have. There's 40 different lessons, and it teaches it, it has it in English and in Chinese characters that you can learn what does the word look like in Chinese. So you can start recognizing the uh, – I'm not sure what it's called. It's, I know in Japanese it's kanji. But yeah, it's kanji, it's kanji in Japanese. And I'm opinion? not sure because there's – uh, there's Mandarin Chinese. There's different dialects right. of Chinese. Well, this particular so. website is Mandarin. But they also have links to Italian, Portuguese, Polish, Spanish, French, German, and Russian. So, And these are all free, so you can just take your time, learn as you want, at whatever pace you want. So it's a way to learn another language. Is it kind of a pinion? Pin, pinion, pinion? Yeah, pinion character. I think, I think it might be called pinion. Yeah. It's conchi, yeah, it's conchi in Japanese. I think it's pinyin in, Je- in Chinese. Please, someone correct us if we're wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are, you know, if you want to learn a foreign language, if you're going to another country and you want to learn, be able to at least have basic, basic words, ordering off the, offering off a of menu at the restaurant or just saying, you know, how do I get to the train station? How do I get to my hotel? Please, thank you. Those kind of things, you know, it's a great way to learn. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. You want me to go next? Sure. Okay. My I'm diverging completely away. Uh, I my next one is Safari Flow. Safari is a um, they they have a service called Safari Books Online, um, and um, I used that service for years. It's for technical books mainly, but it's a managerial books too. Um, 
And my previous job, we also had free access to it because the company paid for it. And because they're like, uh, technical books are very expensive and the technology changes, so you're constantly trying to update the books. And I'm totally not into buying hard copies of books. Um, I, I just, you know, I don't see the purpose of that anymore. Though it is sort of nice to be able to write in, to, in a book, you can do, there's other ways to actually uh, document stuff that, or take notation, even electronically. But uh, it's an excellent service. There's Safari Books Online. So I got an email from them about this new service that they have called Safari Flow. Um, uh, it, um, they actually do leverage their books online service, but the books are not necessarily coordinated with the, with the courseware. Um, the courses are, includes um, learning, um, training videos, books, and conferencing um, and I, I, the reason why I, I felt comfortable using this service is because I've, I've used their books online service before. And uh, it works, uh, that's the place I normally go to get my technical books. So I tried this boot camp class, the Python book, boot camp class. And it was five days, you quickly get into it. I already had, had some previous book, uh, Python training. So I was just trying to see if it was going to, you know, up my knowledge a bit and it did it was it went very fast it reiterated the stuff that i thought i knew but i didn't uh um and um it was really fun um i got a email back from the person that uh, uh wrote the course and and <clears throat> ran the course and i need to reply back and let her know how i really felt about it after the trial was over they asked me um was i interested in subscribing and i said no, because I don't want to pay $30 for video training. I, I'm, a, I'm on one or two. I might do one training once every two years or so. So I could not see paying $30 a month for something that I was probably just once. So they gave me an early adopter price of $9 a month, which sounds pretty good cool to me. And that's sort of their um, way of handling things. Whenever I, when I left my previous company and I, I, Pay for my own subscription for Safari Books Online. They did the same thing. When I canceled, they said, okay, we have a different level of service. It provides certain things, you know. But with my $9 uh, service for Safari Flow, I get the whole thing. But that's because I have had a relationship with them before. They're very good about that. Um, they they're, they have sliding skills for whatever kind of needs you, you would uh, have. Safari Flow is relatively new. And um, they're still working on their scales or how what their charge is going to be, but basically it is twenty nine ninety nine a month. Um, but if you trial it, they're going to ask for your opinion, and just tell them, hey, I, I don't want to pay twenty nine ninety nine a month, and maybe you get the nine dollar discount. But um, it's a very good service. It, it puts video and. Um, you know, a regular online presentation. It's not something where you kick it off on your computer. No, you can kick it off on your computer. You can kick it off on your iPhone. You can use it on an iPad. And it continues where you left off. So it's, it's just a really, really good service. And they're um, associated with all the other technical books, uh, publishers, you know, O'Reilly and all the different, different, um, um, technical book uh, publishers. So, 
they use the most current information and most current uh, text that you need. Uh, I love it. I like the $9 a month and I'm going to continue. You know, I love the boot camp class. Hope to have more for other uh, training that um, I'm interested in. You can create a wish list also of uh, different courses that you would like. And then um, they also have recommendations based on what you have chose on your wish list or what you chose to actually uh, listen to. So that's the fire flow. Hmm. Thanks, Vicki. I didn't know about that at all. Yeah. Mine, um, you know, sketching, especially um, the iPad makes it easy to sketch, but if you like sketching in a sketchbook and you really don't feel creative and <clears throat> you don't know how to begin, Danny Gregory has been one of my very favorite sketch artists for many years. I've received his book, Everyday Matters, um, years and years ago, and he was an advertising executive in New York City, and his wife uh, fell in front of the subway train and was relegated to a wheelchair, and he basically made this illustrated journal of the whole uh, event and, you know, the aftermath. And then he's written several books after that. He just, he started these sketch crawls where people would get together and they would sketch at the Met or places around New York City. He wrote the book Creative License, uh, An Illustrated Life, An Illustrated Journey, just some really great books that highlight different sketch artists all over the world and some urban sketchers. Well, he's teamed up for a new project with several sketch artists and it's six weeks, six teachers, it's an online class and it's called Sketchbook School. And we'll have this in the show notes. But I think this would be great for someone that, it's number one, it'd be a great gift for somebody that's really wanting to learn how to use a sketchbook and illustrate their life and their experiences. The classes begin April 4th. And Tommy Kane, who is one of my very favorite uh, sketch artists, he'll be one of the instructors as well. They have a really nice selection of instructors, and it'll be all online. So, you know, if you have a, a wannabe artist or you have an experienced artist that has gotten rusty and, you know, they don't have time, this would be a great class to enroll in. You know, for six weeks for $100 is, is pretty reasonable. And... You know, you can learn from a variety of experienced uh, sketch artists and uh, change your life, start sketching it. So I'm pretty excited. I'm actually signing up for it. That could be for you, Vicki. <laughs> I can barely write. <laughs> well. <laughs> Thank God for computers. <laughs> but I think, I, I have a nephew that does, just has natural talent like that. Um, he, this may be good for him. He... Um, uh, we, it, we always knew he could just draw a little bit, you know, um, but he has this talent of just looking at things and just taking whatever, it'd be a pencil, it'd be a piece of, uh, uh rock and he just starts sketching on the floor on, on a concrete outside our house or, or use a piece of chalk and, it, and you look at it and it has texture and different dimensions and he's never, ever had a class. So this would be perfect for him. You can just hone those skills. And and this would also be perfect for people that don't think they have any talent. This is the way to start. And, you know, I find that, you know, when I travel, yeah, you can take the same exact photograph as a hundred other people of, you know, the Eiffel Tower or, you know, 
the Lac de Triomphe or wherever you're traveling, you know, uh, Parliament. But if you sketch it, you observe, you really in, you're basically in the present moment because you're really concentrating on your impression of that particular place, that particular day. And it's a great way, you know, to take notes and, you know, just to capture that experience. Because I think the sketchbooks and, of course, when you sketch, you can always watercolor it later or fill it in later. But it's just a great way to observe the world around you. You really pay attention. Tommy Kane is, is just a, cra- a crosshatch king, and he's I, I think that's just a re- really reasonable um, price for a six-week class with you know so, much, so many talented instructors. So sketchbook school. Well, I've mentioned in the past that I went back to school in 2007 to get my degree, and it was in web design. And one of the websites that I referenced a lot back then was called w3schools.com. And you don't need to be in school to use this. This is a great way to learn HTML and CSS, JavaScript, and it also has server-side information like um, SQL, PHP, ASP, and so forth. You can also learn XML tutorials, and they have information on building websites. And it's, it's, I found it very helpful if, uh, for example, I couldn't remember what the tags were for a paragraph. So I could just go to HTML tag reference and then in alphabetical order, I could just scroll down the list till I got to paragraph and just say, oh, okay, that's how I do it. And it just, you know, shows you how how it's done. You can also go to, say, an HTML tutorial. So you just click on that and then it has different chapters, very small, gets right to the point, no fluff, And it shows you how to do, say, this is my first heading and my first paragraph. And it shows you all the different codes that you need. And then it says, try it yourself. So what happens is a new page opens. It's got the source code on one side and then the result on the other side. So you can type in whatever it is you want to type in, hit submit, and then it shows you what it looks like on the other side. So it gives you a a good idea of how to code a website, how to use the CSS. Hmm. So I found that to be to be very helpful, especially if maybe you have a blog and you pretty much let the blog do everything. You just type it in, but maybe you want to tweak just a little bit. You want to change the color. The blog comes up black. You want to make something red. So you go in to change the CSS or you want to put in a photo or you want to change the headline from an H1 to an H2, but you don't know how to do that. This makes it really, really easy and it's quick. You don't have to spend hours unless you want to. So I found this to be a really helpful website when I was in school. Hmm. And the other, um, another website that I found that's helpful is Code Academy, which works with jQuery, JavaScript, PHP, Python, and Ruby, and Code School, which specializes in HTML, CSS, JavaScript, Ruby, and iOS. So it's, these are both free. And it's basically, they're interactive, so they tell you what the code is, they explain what it is, and they give you a chance to try it out for yourself. So you know right away what's going on. Mm -hmm. My next one is, if you've ever read anything by um, F&W Media, they write, or they publish, excuse me, uh, The Artist Magazine, Watercolor Artist, Southwest Art, Pastel Journal. They, they publish a lot of uh, art books. They actually have artist um, 
Network University now. And this is a way for people, if they don't have access or they're shy about taking a class, that they have courses that you can take. They do have some demo courses that you can try before you buy. Um, but they, the website itself is fairly nice. It describes courses by medium. So if you're interested in plein air painting or uh, oil painting, mixed media, they have courses by those particular mediums. They also have it by levels. They list them by levels. So if you're a beginner, you know, you can find classes that you would not be overwhelmed. And they also have advanced ones. And they're constantly updating and having uh, new classes. So they also have a really nice blog. So if you go on their blog, they're always uh, talking about, you know, design or composition or watercolor. I was subscribing to their blog for um, a while. But this is a chance for people that may not be able to have access to classes in their area or if they want to take a particular class from an instructor or learn a new technique. These classes are fairly reasonable and... Uh, they again if you sign up for it they give you a course syllabus and um, you have you access everything online so that's just another opportunity for people to um, have that you know uh, those art classes the, the classes range about about 120 on up to 160 dollars and some of them are like four to six weeks in length. And they also have an online community. So just another, just another uh, resource for people that are looking to take some art classes. So Sketchbook School and Artist Network University, I think, are both really good. Now, going back to the web design and programming is a site called Treehouse. And the website is teamtreehouse.com. And the way it works is you are guided onto a track and you follow the track along a certain path to, to learn the content of that path. For example, there's a web design track. And when you take the web design track, you learn HTML and CSS. You also learn JavaScript or Ruby to go along with it. And you work toward a goal and you get points and you have people helping you out along the way. They also have an extensive library with con with hours of content, and it's video-based. They have classes in HTML, CSS, JavaScript, WordPress, iOS, Android, development tools. There's I, – I find it, it – it looks really interesting. Uh, in fact, I use a template-based – application or program to create my husband's website. And I have to say, it's it's pretty sad looking. I'll be the first to admit it. So I'm slowly trying to bring him over to WordPress. <laughs> and I've got as far as installing WordPress on the server. But it's going to take a long time for me to build a website with WordPress because I really don't know anything about it. So I have to go through that process of learning and designing and so forth. And they have some WordPress classes on this treehouse. And I think I may end up taking them. They have classes like local WordPress development, how to make a website with WordPress, WordPress for website owners, using plugins, building a plugin, how to build a theme, things like that. So the project, let me see the, let me see how much the price is. 
I don't see the price right now, but I do know there's a price to it. But they talk about the installation and making the themes and so forth. But this looks like a really interesting site for people who are more um, into programming and web design. And there's a lot of classes here. So I think I'm going to be going into this more and um, signing up for that class. So, and the other thing that I have as far as web design is there's an article on Lifehacker, which will be in the show notes, and it's called 50 of the Best Online Courses and Resources for Learning Web Design. So that I thought was pretty interesting. And then when when you click on it, it tells you not only the name of the class, but also if there's prices involved. So if there's a cost to it. You'll know that right up front. Everybody and their mother thinks that they can write a, um, a, a online uh, uh, tutorial, and they're not all good. There are there are a lot of bad ones. This yeah. will probably be a good way to, to start. You know, at least they they vetted them, vet, vet them for you. So, right, right. Well, what's nice about WordPress? WordPress also has a lot of free templates too. So, but it. Yeah, it tells you how much, it, you know, if it's a free or if it's a um, paid-for service. Cool. So that, oh, here we go. I found it now. Online courses, like, for example, Team Treehouse is here. It's $25 a month or 50, for silver or $50 a month for gold. They've got lynda.com, which I know you're going to be talking about later on, Suze. They've got Code School. So it's got online courses, live instruction, and reference content. So that's a good article to look through if you're interested in any kind of web design. It's not rocket science, but, uh, but you got to start somewhere. So. Mm-hmm. And you have to learn the basics. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, these are the, this, and a lot of these places are a great way to learn the basics at no cost. Mm-hmm. And then once you've gotten the basics and you feel comfortable, maybe at that point you can say, okay, now I need to learn the next step. Yeah, yeah. Stop some programming, uh, writing scripts and things like that. And- Right. Yeah. Or you can buy Freeway and do a WYSIWYG. Yeah. And design. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, I, I've done some, a lot of this stuff just on my own. I never have had the need to do this professionally. But um, and just to see if I could do it. And then once I figured it out, mm-hmm. I could do it. I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep my website up like that. So I have tr- I got a million different free websites all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> all for different things, but you know, uh, I, at least I have a way I can put things and point people to those things if I need to, you know. So, yeah. Well, I did. I created my husband's website at first using HTML and CSS. And the problem with that was it would look fine on one Mac, but yep. not on another Mac using a different operating system. Yep. It would look good on one Windows with an op, you know, but it would look good on Firefox on Windows, but Internet Explorer on Windows would look awful. And you have to, even though we might say, oh my God, Internet Explorer for Windows, no, 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 there are still people using it. So you have to account for those people. Yep. So that wasn't, so that wasn't working. So I said, okay, so I bought Rapid Weaver. And that's what I'm using now. But Rapid Weaver, it's template driven, but there's so many add-ons that you really need to buy to get things to work properly. And then I went in and I was tweaking the CSS of a lot of it. And it just got to the point where I said, you know, I could do, I might as well go back to the HTML and do it myself for all the tweaking that I'm doing here. 
So that's when I said, let me try WordPress. So maybe that will be my happy medium, mm -hmm. will be the WordPress. So it remains to be seen. Yeah. I'll try. Yeah. I, I, I try stuff and I play around with it, then I get bored with it and move on. But I tried Rapid Weaver for a while and had a couple of sites there, but I just never kept them up. And it changed. And it, I'm sure 5.1 or whatever the latest version is, or 5.0 something, whatever. I think 5.1 was the last one I had. So I don't know what the latest is. And I just didn't keep up with it. And it's just, you know, I just don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so your, uh, your husband's website, um, is it still up and running? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's for his business. Yeah. And it looks, I mean, I admit, it doesn't look all that great. And I'll be the first one to admit it. So that's when I looked at it one day and said, you know, I really have to change this. I've really got to make this look nicer. And I just felt like Rapid Weaver, I don't know, it was just too, it was just too intricate. So WordPress is supposed to be, I guess, I don't want to say difficult, but I'll say challenging to get it started. But then once it's started, it should be much easier for the upkeep. So that'll be my 2014 project. Uh, well, I'm going to talk about the old standby iTunes U. And if you haven't checked it out recently, I think it's worth another look. They have some really great classes. I'm currently taking uh, an English 210 class called Creative Writing, a Masterclass. And the book is free. So when you, when you sign up for the class, the class is free as well. They have a lot of uh, different podcasts slash videos that you'll be downloading. And the list of instructors um, is pretty impressive. They have Nora Ephron, they have Gore Vidal, uh, Wallace Stegner, uh, some old lectures that he did uh, talking about you know creativity and creative writing. Tony Morrison, one of my favorites in Scott Mama Day. Just there's just so much variety. Shelby Foote, who is one of my very favorite Civil War historians, and I was really excited to to see this because they the variety between Norman Mailer and Sue Grafton and Rita Dove and Amy Ton it's just really great. So I would I think you know they had some issues. I think in the beginning there wasn't a lot of variety of classes you could actually take, but they had. Uh, Vicki was talking earlier in the first podcast about our online learning about MIT OpenCourseWare. And they there was a class that I did uh, download as well. It was They only had really one lecture. It was an hour, but it still was interesting. And it was Sensing Place uh, from MIT, uh, Photography is Inquiry. And I thought that was a very, very interesting lecture. And also, because I love medieval art, uh, I downloaded a series of videos from the Metropolitan Museum of Art uh, talking about, you know, the cloisters, which the museum, of, uh, the Met owns, um, fabulous place in New York City, and about, you know, uh, different historical aspects of the medieval era. So I just think if you haven't given, uh, if you haven't looked at the catalog from iTunes U, is it as diverse and as robust as open culture? Not really. Uh, you know, and TED, the TED conference lectures are a little different, but they still have a variety of courses that no matter what level you're at, you know, if you're 
elementary school or you know college or post uh, college they just have some really great classes there's another one that really interested me offered by the University of Cambridge and that's a Darwin College lecture on plagues and so you know give it another look it's set up just like the App Store so if you are on your iPad you've already done this you know how to do it you can select courses by language and they have a they have you know the new and notable and they also have um, it categorized so you're you're easily um, you're able to easily assess the classes that you're looking for. Uh, they also have some on astronomy that you know if I ever get there. But you know these online classes are just so phenomenal because you know it's, I used to read a lot of books and I still read quite a few books. But these are really appealing to me because I can learn about such a variety of subject matter taught by some incredible professors and thinkers out there and it's all on my iPad you know I don't have to go anywhere I can just download these and you know if, like Lisa and Vicki were saying about computer science they have quite a few computer science classes uh, through iTunes U as well so just really accessible knowledge about a lot of variety of things and it's right on your iPhone or your iPad so check it out again if you haven't given it a look recently because they kind of updated it and it's really nice it's very very nice various easily to navigate. One of the things I've done um, is gone up to ITNU and look up topics, uh, just simple topics that I'm interested in or want need some background information on. And you, you, invariably, I find a lecture on it, and I just sit there and listen to it, and it gives you an idea where to get different additional information. And But it just focuses you on that topic, and, and it gives you just enough information you need to um, uh, it, it determine if you need to go dig in further. Um, I did that when I was in my MBA program because there's a lot of concepts I did not understand. Um, also, YouTube has a lot of videos that yes. how to do certain things, how to um, how to uh, analyze the balance sheet of a, of a corporation. You know, they have all kinds of things, and they're just like the one-off little maybe five-minute or ten-minute videos that you can look at, and it could just really. They can say the one thing that you need to know to understand is con- get, get the concepts. And this is great. Uh, I, if, if I had this when I was in school, I would be brilliant now. <laughs> yeah, there's really no excuse for people to say I don't have any. Oh, I, I don't can't know. Learn. Or to ask somebody, how do you? I, why don't you just Google the dog on thing? You know? <laughs> I agree. What's really what's they're focusing on uh, this right now is that uh, Stanford University has had this for a while. I've seen it on Open Culture, but you can. It's very easily, easily, easily. I can't talk anymore access through iTunes U right on the very top um, banner is Stanford University developing iOS 7 apps for the iPhone and the iPad so what I like about what you were saying Vicki is that they're giving you a lot of nuggets of information is it a whole entire course some are some aren't but sometimes you only need Mm -hmm. you know an hour lecture to really uh, grasp a concept or an idea or they tell you you a reading list this is what you need to read exactly exactly Uh, what I found uh, just now is Lincoln and the Civil War and it's like tons tons of different things about Lincoln and the Civil War unbelievable Um, this is just 
totally different. I hadn't looked at IT News U in a long time. And generally when I do, like I said, I'm looking for technical information about something. And I had not thought about uh, books and a bunch of other things that it links to. Um, this is pretty cool. You know, and for kids, how things fly, parts of an aircraft. Well, yeah, you might think that's great for kids, but heck, that's great They're for great me. For me. <laughs> I've always wondered about it. You know, to but me, it's so miraculous. I know about it, but I know what, yeah. that, what that is, but I don't know what it really does. It, it's so yeah. miraculous to see this hunk of steel take off yeah. and fly in the air yeah. with 200 odd people. And, you know, I really... Um, I really think they've done a, a really nice job categorizing these things on iTunes U. They did a nice update to it, so I would definitely check it out. Yeah. And the next one, uh, Elisa was talking earlier about learning French, and I've already spoken several times about, I think, one of the best free apps ever available in the history of language, and that's Duolingo. And, I mean, I'm... I speak French fairly well, and I'm always being challenged by Duolingo, so it's, it's just great because it keeps going and advancing. And I know if I have to learn another language, like if I visit Germany or whatever, I will definitely be going to Duolingo for that because I think it's very important, like the Rosetta Stone, and the fact that you need to see it, you need to speak it, so Duolingo, like the Rosetta Stone, makes you speak it, and, it, and if you don't get it correct, you have to redo it. So you're speaking it correctly, and you're seeing it. So it encompasses all those, so you're comprehending what you're seeing and what you're hearing. And I think that's really important, because many times with Duolingo, they will say it in French, and you have to translate it in English. And, it, it, and it's, it's a hard grader, too. You have to get it exactly right. But the other um, thing that I used to listen to when I would go to France because it's really important to be hearing the language because when you go into a different country you know they they speak so rapidly that sometimes you know it just it takes you a while to get your you know your ears accustomed to it and Coffee Break French is a podcast by Radio Lingua and they have many of the podcasts that are free and are available through uh, iTunes. And you can, so you can listen to them on your phone or your, any of your iDevices. They also have one, I think, for Spanish as well. But this is, there are two Scottish um, people, uh, Mark, who is the instructor, and his student, Anna. And they do a really nice job with this refresher class and if you're a beginner it starts you right off and you there's no coursework there's no reading if you want to purchase I, I get a subscription you can and they will give you the materials uh, the written materials but I found that I didn't really need it they did such a great job that I could just listen to the podcast and you know repeat the podcast or you know practice it and it was really great. Um, I highly, highly recommend Coffee Break French if you're going to France or you're going to Canada and you need some uh, a refresher class. Now, if you purchase this, it because it's uh, it'll be in pounds sterling. You'll have to, you know, so there'll be an exchange rate. But they do have complete pass, what they call a pass that you can get. So. You can have, you know, your levels, level one and two, and they give you a lot of materials. But if you just want something free to refresh your French, 
um, get the free podcast. They have quite a few of them, and I think you'll be more than happy. And they actually go to France, and they have an entire conversation with the French, and it's really great. So they speak with native speakers, so you're, you're getting the correct pronunciation, and you're listening to it. You're listening to French by a native speaker. So th- those I, I really like that very much. And then I think the last one that I have, when we were talking about... Um, you know, web design and stuff. Lynda.com has been around for a long time. And I have taken quite a few classes. I used to have a subscription to it. I let it lapse and I'm, I'm looking at the classes and I'm sorry I have. I actually might go back and get a, uh, a subscription to it. Because when I was first learning um, Lightroom and Photoshop, uh, you know, any of the Adobe uh, programs. Linda was really great. And you can subscribe to Linda. You can do some of the preview videos. So they'll give you like uh, maybe a couple videos of a particular course for free. And then you have to purchase a subscription to finish it up. Uh, the subscription, I believe, is $25 a month just for the basic. So $25 a month allows you to look at, you get free access to all the videos or $250 a year. So you have unlimited access to that, or you can get a premium subscription, which is $37.50 a month or $375 a year, and that allows you offline viewing um, with also the project downloads. So if if anybody has, uh, excuse me, materials for download, that allows you to do that. But, you know, for the general, you know, learner, I think just getting the basis subscription is fine because you can take notes during the class and you can stop it. That's what I used to do. I would just stop the video, you know, write down what I needed and then continue it. But they have a variety of things. They have a CAD design and business and animation, 3D animation, uh, lots on web design, lots on photography. So if you have particular authors, you know, particular people that you uh, like, you know, Scott Kelby is a big one in uh, the Photoshop uh, world and photography world. He has quite a few. So check out lynda.com. It's an oldie, but it's a real goodie. And they're always updating that, those courses. And they have quite a few art courses too, which I was pleasantly surprised. So have you ever used Linda? Has, have either one of you yeah, ever I've used Linda? I've looked at it. I've never used it. Me neither. I, I, I looked at it too. Um, I just never figured out how many users it. Hmm. Got to add that to my list. Oh, you know, one thing <laughs> I wanted to mention to you, uh, Suzanne, is that uh, um, I'm, I'm taking this um, 10 days to improve your memory class because my, my memory is gone. I just, I think it's because <laughs> I'm, I'm prioritizing things differently. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> and um, one of the things about learning the language is. Yeah, you're right. You, you have to hear it. You have to visualize it. it. Like when we learn the alphabet, you know, we got A is for apple. And you, it's those associations that we made. Also, reading and writing the language is very important. Um, yeah. So uh, it's all those things are, are very important because it touches different areas of your brain. So it stimulates uh, different um, things so that you can retain that information. But you also need to just talk and use the language on a regular basis. Do you guys do? You, I think you said that you and your husband start speaking French only or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we do. Before we, I mean, I always try to. I go through, right through the year. I mean, I go. I use Duolingo every single day. Just I take 
you know, I go back and I refresh it. I always listen to it. And I also, I have a Radio France that sometimes when I'm just sitting there and I'm, you know, doing something, I'll have it because it's really important just to have it in the background. So you're, I found that was suggested to me and that's, that's very, very true because when I lived there, when I was a lot younger, of course, you know, it's easier to pick up a language, I think, when you're younger, too, because I had no problem mimicking the accent or whatever. But as you get older, it gets a little harder and to retain things. But I find that um, my husband, he grew up in a French-Canadian household. His grandparents were French-Canadian, and they always spoke. Uh, they spoke, you know, French-Canadian all the time. So my husband has a really good comprehension. He... He doesn't take long, but he can't speak it as well as I. But we uh, we start conversing in French, you know, a few weeks before we go. And then by the time we're there, you know, when we're in a store, we always communicate in French. So, you know, we're not talking English, so they're not thinking we're talking about them, you know. And it's really good because it forces us to uh, become part of that fabric you know of of that environment which we really like of course we just we're huge francophiles anyway so it's not it's not that much of a leap but um you know my husband was saying that in germany you know of course he travels there quite frequently and it is a much more difficult language to learn and comprehend but when i was looking at the duolingo in the german section uh actually they do a really good job starting you right through um you know, the basics. So I definitely, I think before we, I go ever with him, accompany him on a trip over there, you know, I'll do a, a few weeks of Duolingo just so I feel comfortable. I'll never be fluent probably in German, but at least enough to get around and maybe read signs would be, which would really be helpful, I think. That's on my list of uh, things to do before I die, to learn French. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think people are so appreciative when, you know, because you know, Americans do get a bad rap, and rightly so, because, you know, we kind of have this expectation that when we go to a foreign country, people will speak English. And with all of the things that we have now at, available to us, all these free classes that we've talked about, you know, Elisa mentioned a free tutorial on French, uh, you know, podcasts. We didn't have that 20 years ago. And it's so easy now to, to pick up a few words and get and you feel empowered. I think, you know, when you can speak another language, you really feel empowered when you travel. And I, I was thinking about that when, the last time I was in France in October. I thought when we, my husband and I were driving around, I thought, what about people who rent a car and don't understand French and can't read the signs? Yeah. They're missing so much. I was so thinking that too. Just, just yesterday, I was driving and I was listening to this um, uh, memory tape and they said, you need to immerse yourself in the environment. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm driving along the French road and then I don't even know what that means, you know? That would be so <laughs> scary. I said, I'm not going to drive in France. That's for damn sure. <laughs> no, actually, I would rather drive in France than Dallas. Trust me. <laughs> That's my one oh, pet peeve with Alice. They don't have <laughs> But, you know, I think that at least it, they also have um, an app, and it uh, the name escapes me right now. But you, it is able, not always yeah, successfully, right. but you're able to take a photograph with mm -hmm. your iPhone of a sign, and it translates it yeah, for you. Yeah. So, you know, that's a... That's a really nice concept if they continue to perfect and that also technology. That, that it's one where you type in the English version and it will speak out the other language yeah. that the person can understand. Write and Say does yeah. that. That's a free app, Write and Say. But I know that does that. 
because I was, it's just a quick a little story. I was um, visiting my aunt um, in Massachusetts, and I'm of Polish heritage, so we went to this little Polish uh, deli, this restaurant, to have some Polish food and to pick up some pierogi. And the little lady that owned it was Polish, and I won. I could not remember the word to say delicious. I couldn't remember the Polish word to say thank you, and this is delicious. I knew Jankuya was, was uh, thank you, but I didn't know how to say it. So I wrote it in write and say, because when I tried to say it to her, she looked at me very quizzically, and I thought, oh, I'm massacring this. So I put it into write and say, and it said it to her, and she said, oh, you know, she said, you know, basically in Polish, thank you. So, you know, it really saved me, and my aunt was so impressed, you know, and I said, yeah, I know, thank gosh for my iPhone. So, but write and say is a really good one. I do, too. I do, too. I don't know where I'd be without it. And another thing... Uh, um, another thing that um, I have not seen, very, uh, very, um, but I'm, I'm just starting to look at, and if somebody knows or someone, one of the listeners knows of anything, I'm trying to go back to learning to play the piano again. I played oh, it for years cool. as a kid, and I want to get some good uh, courseware or something that I can use to keep me going. Um, I'm going to buy a keyboard. I haven't gotten it yet, and then I'm just going to start taking lessons again because... I, I think that was the, my mem- like I said I'm not re- my memory is going bad I don't remember uh, you guys know I'm constantly asking how are you doing the podcast today I don't remember mm-hmm. uh, and I wrote it down I still don't remember um, and um, so uh, I think p- learning the piano would be another thing to exercise my brain to keep me going doing something totally different uh, exercising a different part of the brain you know um, and um you know, so if anybody knows of anything in the music, uh, in particular piano, um, uh, courseware, uh, or I don't, the apps are not, in my opinion, not good for that kind of thing. So I, I don't know how you use an app to actually do that. Other than the, if it has music, uh, you're, you're creating music, maybe. I don't know how you would actually use that. So anyway, um, that's what's something I wanted to throw out there. Hmm. Well, I wanted to finish up by mentioning YouTube, which Vicki, you had had referenced, mm-hmm. which is a place you can look for piano lessons. Mm-hmm. But what's nice about YouTube is that it's quick. If you are just you're editing a picture in Photoshop, and you have no idea how to get the red eye out, look it up on YouTube, it'll have a probably a five minute video showing you how to do it. I use it a lot for uh, if I'm when you would understand this is a when you're taking you're knitting a sweater let's say and you have to sew together the back to the front but you want the seam to be invisible so you want to do a mattress Mm -hmm. you want to do a mattress stitch well i always forget how to do that i type in mattress stitch it shows a bunch of different videos i watch them i do it i'm done and i can move on yeah so it's really good for something like that or you know something for photoshop or if you want to take a piano lesson or you want to learn how to, I don't know, boil an egg. Just, it's a great place. It's a great reference. So check out YouTube. Plus a lot of uh, videos are part of subscriptions. Whoever is putting out those videos might put them out once a week or once a month or every day or whatever. So you can just subscribe to that channel and watch all the videos that they put out to learn how to use Photoshop or GarageBand or iMovie or, you know, whatever. So that's that's something to look into is YouTube. Yeah, and another thing about YouTube is if you like that video, please like it. 
because those people don't know if people are actually looking and they may they may discourage you from continuing and you could be one of the ones that are getting uh, a lot out of their uh their efforts so um, right like and them. good yep yeah. and speaking of which if you like us give us a like on itunes <laughs> nice segue. yeah, yeah. <laughs> very nice segue <laughs> You know, so She's it's, always it's not, thinking. Yeah. And it's not it's not just to stroke our ego, which of course would be very nice, mm-hmm. but it's also it lets it lets us know that people are listening and it also lets other people know that we're a podcast to listen to. So it hel- it helps bring us up in the rankings. Um I shouldn't say rankings, but it helps when you when you're looking for a technology podcast, our will show up on the list. So we would really appreciate that. And to find links to our Facebook group to our Twitter, to our email, to our Google Plus community, which we'd love for you to join. Everything can be found on our webpage at 3geekyladies.com. The number three is spelled out. We'd also love to hear back from you if you have any online learning sites or apps that you use that we haven't mentioned, because obviously this is not an exhaustive list. There are plenty of places. So just do a Google search. If we didn't mention the topic that you're interested in, do a Google search. Find something that is of interest to you and try to do some online learning. It's re- it's fun. Most of it, I shouldn't say most, a lot of it is free. And uh, it's always good to learn. We should be learning all the time. Mm-hmm. So for Suze and Vicki, I want to say thank you for listening and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. think about becoming a podcaster thinking wow you know that's probably way too hard well we have a solution the stoplight network is looking for brand new shows to join the network won't cost you a dime in fact you might actually make some money off of it so if you've always wanted to podcast and it seemed way too daunting drop me a line my name is tim robertson i am the host of tech fan I started the MyMac Podcasting at the dawn of podcasting, and I can help you get your podcast up and running. Simply send an email to Tim, that's T-I-M, at MyMac, M-Y-M-A-C, dot com. Tim at MyMac.com. Let's get your show ready for primetime. time.